Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be. Welcome to the One Perspective to Another podcast. This is a special week. He finally picked up a sponsor. And if you want 10% off some beautiful jewelry, necklaces, earrings, rings to make your holiday season pop off, use the code OPTA, O-P-T-A, at a good friend of mine, website, PriscillaMod.com. And Priscilla Ma on Instagram. Check her out. Uh, the website is www.prisciillama.com. Instagram is just the same. P-R-I-S-C-I-L-L-A-M-A. That's for Instagram. It's the holiday season. Whether it's a gift for self or any guys listening, give the gift of love to the woman in your life. Perfect time to pick up a Pick up a gift, and best of all is free shipping. You heard that right. Free shipping. It's that time of the year. Statement necklaces, holiday parties, gift giving. We don't condone it, but if you got a side piece, got some work that you want to get going, you know, let them know that you care about them. Use the code OPTA. Let them know that you listen to the podcast. And let them know that you care. Get out there. Check it out. Tell Tell her I sent you. And with that being said, make sure you use that code OPTA, uh, get your jewelry, buy your Christmas presents, early gifts, and all that stuff. But on this episode of the One Perspective to Another podcast, I'm going to give an interview of myself or Kimberly, the host of Chronic Abilities podcast, is interviewing me in the role of being a supporter in her chronic illness adventure. I've never thought about putting sound to my perspective of being on the other side. So going to give a little uh, insider information on her podcast and give her a little bit of shine. Just give you guys some content, a little something about me. So here it is. Hope you enjoy. So today on the Chronic Abilities podcast, I have the coolest, most awesome man ever, Mr. Aaron Sanders. AKA Viper 510, AKA One Perspective to Another, AKA DJ Super Exclusive in the mix to talk to you today on I Am the Face of Fridays. Now, I wanted to bring him on here because, you know, we always see the person that's going through the chronic illnesses point of view, but I really wanted to touch on what the supporter goes through like. So he's been around me for about a year now consistently and seen the in and outs of living with a chronic illness. And so I wanted to bring him on here today to ask him some questions, get to know him, see his point of view. So without further ado, welcome Aaron Sanders in the house and the crowd goes wild. Ah! Hello. Hello. Welcome. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. That's my catchphrase. But what's really going on? What's good? How you doing? How you feeling? How am I doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm good. To, it's good to have you on here. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure be on the chronic abilities podcast because you ill you know you feel me i feel you okay aaron some questions for you to begin i really want to know and i really want the people to know who is aaron sanders i am a easygoing simple man but yet complex i'm really quiet i'm always inside my mind inside my head. 
I call it my mind palace. It's where I do most of my thinking. And I have a very different side that's kind of funny, kind of outrageous. I don't really let it out sometimes, most of the time. But when I do, it's I have a really crazy laugh that just makes people laugh. But I'm simple for the most part, just trying to do what's right, trying to be a good man, trying to get my growth up, level up in the game of life. That sums it up, I guess. You described yourself pretty perfectly. And that laugh, I'm telling you guys, is very, very contagious. So on that note, I really want to know a little bit more about your background. Like, do you have any history in your family with chronic illness? Or have you suffered with anything with chronic illness? Tell us a little bit about that. Um, yes, both me, myself, and members of my family. Uh, I'll start one. the first one being my grandmother. My grandmother is a cancer survivor, breast cancer survivor. Um, she's had multiple heart attacks and strokes. So I guess you could say I'm a, a supporter of that and her being part of my world, dealing with her and her going into uh, remission and being a part of it when she was going through um, surgeries and going to uh, chemotherapy treatments. So I guess you could say that. And for me, going through injuries, playing sports and doing things that I shouldn't be doing and getting hurt. And that's my chronic illness is most importantly, not importantly, but the thing that I still suffer with today is uh, my ankle, my foot. I have Liz Frank in it. I still can't fully run 100% on it, but that's my chronic illness. So I think that answers your question, I hope. It does answer your question. And that's amazing about your grandma being a survivor. That is so, so beautiful. I hope that she's doing good and hope she's feeling good. Yeah, she's doing well. Doing well. Okay, well, let's get into the nitty gritty side of being a supporter. Okay, so you guys, just a little heads up. You know, he's been helping me since I moved out to California last year from Fargo, North Dakota, since I got here, basically. We became really good friends, and he's been there since the very first ER visit. Do you remember when you showed up to the hospital the very first time? Yes, I do. Let's let's hear a little bit more about that one. Are we keeping this PG? We're, okay, you, you know what? You just say whatever you want. Okay. From that uh, first ER experience, it was a very, not crazy moment, but like, what is going on moment? Didn't know what to expect. Didn't know that life. I kind of knew, but I didn't expect it to happen when I was like in it. So I had to make a conscious decision. Like, it's not just one time that you're going to be doing this. This is going to be a knock on wood. Not something that you have to go have to go through a lot. But it's something that's going to be a normal, and you're going to have to be here, and you're going to have to either stay committed or you're going to have to just say that you can't do this now. And I said, remember sitting in my car, I think it was in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot what hospital it was, but I sat in my car and I was like, if you go inside of this ER room, you have to, you have to stay and you have to make a commitment to it. And I sat in my car for about 20 minutes. And I seen like uh, six people come in and out and I see the attendant, go smoke a cigarette, just remembering the moment, feeling the vibe, feeling the day. And I was like, you know what? Ex- expletive. I'm going to, 
I'm going to go in. And that's what I chose to do. And here I am now, however many years and months later. Wow. So if you guys don't know, me and him we became Instagram friends when I lived in North Dakota. And then we became friends in person when I moved to San Francisco. And lives are portrayed so differently on Instagram. You don't know really the nitty gritty in, like in the background. You don't know the behind the scenes. You don't know what happens behind closed doors. And for him as my friend and person that we were friends with online before to see my real true life now has been an eye opener, I think for myself, because I didn't realize that there is such a different world behind the mask we portray or the person we portray online. So I just think it's really awesome, um, Aaron, that you stayed around and the fact that, you know, you didn't let this scare you away from being my friend. And I just want to like give you a shout out, like clap it up that you stayed. So I just want to say thank you so much for that. Of course. Do you think, like, take us a little bit, I don't know if you can really remember, but, like, the feelings that you felt then compared to now, like, do you feel like you've grown stronger? Like, were you, like, run for the hills when you first started getting involved with, like, everything that I was dealing with compared to now, which is, like, the hardest stuff I've ever had to go through? Um, I think you can say that I still feel the same way I felt before as I do now as a person I do, but in dealing with you and being your support in the beginning, I was more, I didn't really show my fear or show my uncertainty because I didn't know like the extent of the things that you went through. I didn't really know you. I didn't know the person that you were. I didn't know the things that you've gone through. I didn't know the things that made you how you were. So in that sense, in like going through ER visits and going through things that happened to you, it kind of gave me that stable ground and foundation to better make myself a better supporter for you. And how I feel now, I'm personally, I'm more grounded because I have a better understanding of you and the things that you go through, but still on the same token, like it's still unventured I don't know if that's a word, mm -hmm. unexplored waters. Like it's something that not only you're going through, but it's something that I'm going through along with you. You're experiencing the pain, you're experiencing the physical, but it's something that I also experience emotionally too. But it's as a supporter, you juggle the emotional of the person is going through it. You juggle your own emotions and you juggle trying to make sure that your emotions don't flow over into their emotions to make them feel uneasy that you're not supportive that you're not something that's constant and something that can help them get through so with that being said like on the other side of it from then till now I'm more trusting of myself and my emotions and my understanding of you so it makes me more confident being a good supporter of you you know, I think it's really important for us people that are dealing with the chronic illness that we remember that the people that are supporting us have to go through a whole crazy range of emotions and feelings and sacrifices and struggles just to be a part of our world. Um, it's really hard for us to deal with what we go through, but it's also hard to deal with what you guys go through, right? Yeah. How do you think you manage dealing with your own issues and dealing with what I have to go through? 
uh, my own issues of my life. Yes. Um, I think I'm, for the most part, I think I'm a simple man. The way I've grown up, I always, not taking things for granted, but I've taken things for granted and things in my life have happened where I've changed my perspective on things and I, I value things more now. I'm a older man. I used to be a young child, a young boy, ah. I'll say, and I didn't do everything right. But when you deal with somebody who's going through something and being a supporter, you understand more of the sacrifice it takes. The doing what's right is more important than what you need. And me having my life, I guess my life is not in order. Like we all live life. But my life is I'm in control. Like the choices I make, I make those impacts. I make that conscious decision to do what I want. I know it's consequences and repercussions and I try to make the best educated guess. and me living my life like that put me in a better position to be a better supporter for you because I guess I, I can say I'm in order so I can take on the burdens that you have. I know that I can sacrifice the sacrifice if that makes sense. And I'm not losing anything, but that's how I felt at first. But you do not saying not saying that I'm losing something, but you you sacrifice. You even if you feel that you have everything, you still sacrifice no matter what. So I guess that answers your question. Yeah, it definitely does. So back in January, I started this group called "But You Look Fine." Though it was like a Facebook group dedicated to people that are going through you know mental, physical, emotional illness, everything that's hidden from the world. And when I was off of, I did a little social media detox and I put Aaron in charge. And I'm wondering how you kind of like went into that role of being like, kind of like a, just a supporter to like really like getting involved in the people's lives on this group. Like even not just on the group, but like friends and, and family and followers that have followed you now as a you know result of getting to know me and you supporting me that you've really like been this beacon of hope for people that are going through chronic illness. Do you feel comfortable in that role? And then do you feel like fulfilled in that role? Yeah. Being in that role, I I wouldn't say that I was like pushed into it. I think I've always been that person, not just with somebody who is chronically ill, but just people in general, because whether you're black, white, Asian, Puerto Rican, an alien, purple, black, atheist, Hindu, whatever it is, everybody's still a human being and wants to be heard. Their story, they want, they want to be able to relate to people and everybody goes through something. So when you tell your story to some, to somebody, it makes them feel less anxious or less stressful or less, however they feeling. So when I did start doing that in a group, it wasn't something that I didn't do. I did it with the friends around me. Like I'm a very patient person. I think that's one of my best traits is I'm very patient. And the second thing that I think is my best trait is I listen well. You got two ears and one mouth, so you got to listen twice as much as you talk. And that's just how I was raised. That's how I've grown as a as a man, as a human being, because I look and I see and I listen and going through life, seeing that I hear a lot of people cry out when they don't really cry and want to talk when they really don't want to talk. So you got to ask the questions. You got to have a lot of emotional intelligence and you have to be able to hear things that people don't say. 
sometimes it gets a little overwhelming because you analyze a little bit too hard. But in the long run, like you got to trust your intuition. And my intuition has led me on the right path because it stopped a lot of people from feeling down. And with mental health being a a big thing now is like people being suicidal and feeling down and depressed. And not everybody wants to talk talk about that, but I still don't know what it is about me, but I bring a lot of comfort to people. Another AKA you probably forgot about. A lot of people call me Mr. Bear. I bring a certain comfort to people so they can open up and tell their story and be authentic and genuine. And I like the role. I like being that person because it brings me fulfillment and it's helped me grow as a person too. You know, it sounds amazing what you're saying, but there's got to be something or some stuff that you deal with that is really hard and we can be open about it or whatever you want to talk about. But I feel like, is there anything that you like still struggle with? Like, man, this is hard, but I'm going to stay, you know, I'm going to stick it out because I'm a supporter. Yeah. It's I'm not, I'm not going to sit up here and say that I'm just perfect in this. It's, it's not hard because it is the same way I get up every day and have to get myself up. I have to make the conscious decision and understand that I made a promise not only to myself, but also to you to be that support. It's hard. It's always going to be hard. It's hard because you have to be the person who sits there and watches a person suffer and sometimes feel like you can't do absolutely nothing about it. And it sucks and it's unfortunate and it gets tiring sometimes because you go in your head and you want to be more than you are, but you can't. And sometimes you can't do enough and sometimes it's not enough for you to do it's only a certain amount of hours in a day and you have to be patient because you you're going through it with them and you losing your head is just gonna make them lose their head so as much as you want to be even kill like you're juggling it sounds bad but you're juggling more balls than they are because you have to make sure that you're good you got to make sure that they're good you got to make sure that you're both good you got to make sure that everything's taken care of because you're a you're you're a backbone to somebody and it's the little things that you do that keep them going so when you take a step like you take a step together and they might not be in the right mode or might right mood to see like oh there's a pothole so you got to hold their hand and still put the pothole in order and make sure it's able so you guys both can step on it and that's hard sometimes for me personally, like it's hard, but I still get through it because it's just a choice that I make. And I like to stay committed to my promises. That's powerful. You know, as somebody that fights chronic illness and invisible illness, it's hard for me to let somebody in, like to let somebody support me because I want to be independent. I want to do as much stuff as I can on my own. And it's really hard for me to convey that to you as a supporter. What, do you say that like what are some things that you need from the person like for me that I'm that's fighting an illness do you feel like I need to tell you things more do you feel like the chronic illness person should be more open to what they need to the supporter yeah it's it should be both ways it's an open communication to me honesty and truths are always important in anything that you're going through whether it's a 
being a supporter, relationship, mother, father, daughter, all that jazz. Like communication is always key. We can't move unless we know what the other person is feeling and going through. None of us are X-Men and like Professor X and can read people's minds. It doesn't work like that. So I think communication is always, always the first and most important step. Do you think that chronic illness strains family or friend relationships? Drain. Like drains it. Do you feel like it negatively impacts that relationship, whether it be friends, family, romantic? Um, yes and no. It only drains when it's no foundation that was established before because it's a give and take. And when you're going through those kind of situations, they're dynamic. And that's something that I brought to the table that I think has helped me a lot because it's not a situation where there's going to be quote unquote balance. It's not going to be always fair. It's going to be times where you have to sacrifice more. It's going to be times where it feels like it's unfair, but that's where you have to look above yourself and find a perspective that's higher than yourself because it's a person on the other side, whether you want to believe it or not, that is fighting for their self, their well-being, their person. And when you look at that, and me personally, like when I messed up my ankle and my foot and my knees, like not being able to walk put me in that perspective of like, man, like I don't know what I would do if I couldn't walk. And like having to do extra just to get out of bed, having extra just to do the simple things that you used to do. So when you think about that and understand how much sacrifice it takes for the people to go through what they do, like it just makes it easier. But that's just me. I know it's hard for people to find that perspective, but that's what makes it easy for me because on the other side, the sacrifice is worth it just so they can get help and not be alone because we all don't want to go through life just being alone. Just because you're independent and do all the stuff that you want to do by yourself doesn't mean that you don't want to be alone. Ooh, that's some good stuff right there. Um, what would you say or what are some advice and some tips that you would give to other supporters? Um, some tips and tricks. Shout out to IGN. Um, the first one would be is understand yourself before you start take a step into the situation. If it's by choice or not, if it's a family member or something, you really don't have a choice, but you do have a choice on how you present yourself to the situation. Make sure that you're okay. Make sure that your mental health is okay. And it, even if it's not, doesn't mean that you still can't be a supporter. Just know your limits. Understanding yourself. is always the most important thing when it comes to being a supporter. As weird as that may sound, because in order to support somebody, you have to be conscious of yourself and see what the other person is lacking and see what the other person needs from you. And understanding that there are going to be fights and there are going to be tiffs and there are going to be things that are just going to happen because it's a lot of pain. It's a lot of memories and a lot of things that people want to be and a lot of the stuff that you want to do, but you can't always do. And you have to be ready for that. And another tip is just take your time, be patient, open and listen and communicate and fight when it's hard. 
and just always do it with a foundation of love. Thank you so, so much for coming on my podcast and sharing your heart and your soul and your perspective. And there you have it. A little insider information behind the scenes, behind the scenes of being the support. Don't forget, use that code OPTA, 10% off all your jewelry needs. Holiday season coming up. Make sure you check out Kimberly's podcast, Chronic Abilities Podcast, available on all platforms. Just search Kimberly Elaine or Chronic Abilities. And thank you for listening. As always, it's just my perspective.